I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson. You're listening to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And final segment uh, for a Monday. And thanks to all our guests and everyone who's weighed in today on a tough topic, tough challenge, uh, tough things to, to discuss. Uh, but as we often say, we, we have to get comfortable having uncomfortable conversations in this country. And this is an area that's one of them. Uh, and to just reset everything, to think back uh, where we were as Saturday started to roll out, uh, August morning, back to school shopping, grocery shopping, picking up stuff for a picnic or a party. Uh, and suddenly that all changed in El Paso, Texas. And then to think that as that day rolled on, uh, little did we know that uh, a little after midnight, uh, in Ohio, uh, that a second shooting would take place and that nine more lives would be lost. And we immediately wrote in the, in the Deseret News, our editor, Doug Wilkes, talked about the fact that uh, when a shooting happened, everything changes and then nothing changes. And that's been the problem in this country uh, with all of this. Uh, we, we talked about on Sunday uh, we, we wrote about the fact that uh, Americans have gotten very good, very, very good at moments. I don't know that there's any society on the planet today that doesn't know how to rally better. I mean, to really unite in difficult moments, to have a vigil, to pray, to mourn, to raise money for victims of violence or natural disaster. No one comes running faster than the American people. There were donations of, of blood, uh, not just happening in El Paso. The lines were long to donate there, and they were around the country uh, as people came together. So we're really, really good at mo- at moments. But we have absolutely failed to create forward movement on some of the critical issues of our day. And, and if we don't do that, if we don't come together, uh, that then we're going to end up in a in a really different kind of space, and it's a space I think we've become comfortable with. Uh, we described it like when you're driving your car in the snow and you come up to an accident. So what do you do? You slow down. You grip the wheel tightly. You're really aware, and then you pass the accident. And the further you go, and the more that fades into your rearview mirror, the faster you start driving, the more distracted you become, and before long, you can't even remember that it even happened. We were talking in the last segment, uh, going through some historical moments 
uh, and some interesting comments that were made. And uh, uh, my colleague Doug Wilkes uh, sent this to me. It's uh, George Will's latest piece. And he actually concludes after going through much of what's uh, taken place and where the, the debate and arguments are in the country right now. And uh, in classic George Will style, uh, he concludes his piece this week saying, when Gerald Ford became president after Richard Nixon's resignation, he told the country, our long national nightmare is over. And then George Will concluded, today's long and perhaps occasionally lethal national embarrassment will continue at least until January 20th, 2021. If it continues longer, this will be more than an embarrassment to the nation. This will be an indictment of it. And couldn't agree more with George Will. We, we've talked about it. In fact, we've issued this 21-day challenge because what this country does not need is another blue-ribbon panel. Because if we have a blue-ribbon panel or some gang of eight or gang of ten coming out of the House or the Senate that are going to take six months to a year to figure out what we already know we need to do, then we will be sitting here on January 21st, 2021, and nothing will have changed. We won't have taken any steps that would help mental health, guns, background checks, safety issues, hate, contempt, and a host of other things in this nation. And so if you if you missed our earlier part of the program, I'm going to reiterate it one more time uh, because I think if we can get this in place, we can change the context of the conversation and I think we can promote a different kind of solution. And we can do it before Labor Day. But it's going to take real leadership and real accountability by the American people. So the president outlined today things that were contributing to the plague of these mass shootings in our country. Did easy access to firearms for those who are risks for violent behavior. That's a problem. Untreated, undiagnosed, or ignored signs of mental health. The glorification of violence through popular video games. And bigotry and white supremacy, which could be lumped into a larger category of hate and rage. Those are the issues. So what happens next? How does the nation go from tough words in a speech? Speeches are easy. Uh, after all is said and done, much more is said than is ever done, as we often say. But if we're really going to give honor and respect to those who gave their lives, lost their lives, and those who tried to save them, then we need to do something different. And the answer lies in decisive and tough leadership. So we're calling on President Trump to immediately, immediately convene the nation's top leaders. As I said, not some useless blue ribbon panel that'll take two years to tell us what we already know. But this is what we're calling for. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, under the leadership of Vice President Mike Pence, so those five people, and charge them with coming up with an effective bipartisan piece of legislation 
that they can take to their respective bodies within the next 21 days. No excuses, nowhere to hide, just principles and policy. And if those five people can't get to a solution in 21 days, they should stand in front of the American people and explain themselves as to why the five most powerful people and the president of the United States cannot come together to deal with this issue. So this is not politics as usual. Some people say, well, the Senate would never vote on it. Well, Mitch McConnell's going to have to explain that because he's going to be in the room. He's not going to send some lieutenant. He's not going to send some junior member from North Dakota. He's going to be in the room and responsible. And the American people have to hold him accountable. Same is true with Chuck Schumer. Same for Nancy Pelosi. Same for Kevin McCarthy, who was here in Utah just last week. All of them need to take their best, their best ideas, their best solutions around these critical areas of guns, mental health, violence, hate, bigotry, and let's come up with some things that will actually work to solve the American people's problem, not solve their political problems, not solve Washington's problems, but the problems that are plaguing our country and creating the kind of weekends that we had last weekend. Now, that's a pretty lofty goal. I recognize that. But you know what? For too long, we have listened to our politicians tell us that it's just too hard and we're just too divided as a nation and we should just settle for what we're getting. The time to settle is over. It's time to expect more. It's time to expect better. It's really time to expect the very best that America has to offer. Because I believe that as a a nation, we are not that divided. That we can come together around solutions. That most of them are not going to be found in Congress anyway. I think they're going to discover that most of these are going to take place in homes and families, in neighborhoods and communities. uh, Because that is the strength of the nation. And we've seen that. We saw that over the weekend. Uh, It's people. That's what this is really all about. So that's the 21-day challenge. You can read it on DeseretNews.com. I am Boyd Matheson. I'm the opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on KSL News Radio. And as always, especially today, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and be certain to do something that makes a difference. We'll catch you tomorrow. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.